Welcome to the 2018 Bald Move Awards, also known as the Baldies. This is the officially official award show for Bald Move. Uh, I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your co-host for this evening, Aaron. Uh, we have assembled a, a bevy of categories that we're going to go through here. And we've had hours of deliberations, which are probably up on the site already, and you can check those out at baldmove.com if you're interested in seeing why we chose the things we chose here uh, and what our justifications were. Uh, let's get started with the first category. What is that, Aaron? Well, I... The, the introduction, because uh, we ah. I want to lay out, you know, this is a, a, a kind of unconventionally conventional uh, award show, and this is also our fifth annual. It's a big milestone. Uh, I had I had the delusions of grandeur about what we could do with it. And, uh, you know, as as usually happens, uh, things got in the way. There is a few improvements. I'm wearing an actual sport jacket. Oh, very nice. Uh, I've got a jacket of my own. But but if you know, like, so so award shows are like, you know, whatever. The pros of our award show is it's it's just as valid as any other award show for the subjective appreciation of art and artists. So I agree. Uh, also, people seem to like it, uh, which explains the fifth annual aspect of it. We try to be transparent. If you don't know why something did or did not make the list, uh, you can check the relevant de deliberation for whatever category, and you can literally see us agonize uh, over it. Um, but, you know, unlike other award shows, it just kind of like rip open the envelopes and whatever. We, we try to like show our work, you know. Uh, and also, for better or worse, it does generate kind of a snapshot of pop culture for that year. And it's fun to go back and look at like the 2016 to 2015 and see you know, repeat uh, winners, uh, uh, turnover on the top 10. There's a lot of turnover this year. Uh, we noticed in our top 10, uh, average quality of the shows and seasons, uh, things like that. Con of the Baldies, which uh, the, a lot of award shows share, is that we can only judge what we've personally seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are transparent about it, whereas you don't know what Martin Scorsese, why he selected Moonlight, you know, is it because that's his favorite one? Is that the one that every, he thought everybody else was going with? Is it the only one he saw that year? Who the fuck knows? Because they don't show their work. Uh, since we have a category called Biggest Miss, obviously that hammers home the fact that this is only the stuff that we've seen and we do miss some things. Uh, also, in my opinion, comedy actors get kind of screwed in this category uh, because for whatever reason, our society and, and we as a product of that seems to put more emphasis on the skill of dramatic acting rather than comedic acting and i think even pure comedies get screwed by dramedies in their own category and i'm not sure what to do about that and finally patrick stewart despite all of our attempts continues to refuse to, to, to host um you know the baldy the stewart uh, uh the, the, if you take home the, the baldy gold you're taking home the stewart and and it would be nice to get to get him on you mm -hmm. know before he uh, beams into the next dimension i, I think you have to actually ask him yeah, uh, if you want to get somebody on, yeah, you probably have to ask them. Uh, we should fire our agents and managers because they're just not making it happen. Uh, to remedy some of this, we've taken some actions. Like last year, we instituted for the first time ever user categories uh, or listener categories. You mm. use these, you guys. This is an application nor a drug, I don't think. Uh, listener categories, and we swelled that up to nine categories this year. Um, we also added a listener nomination phase, so uh, there was a phase where people could just in, p nominate a show that, uh, that we've seen or haven't seen to be on these categories, so that kind of plugged in one of the problems from last year, uh, and over a thousand bald movers cast their vote this year, so Damn. that's a pretty good sample size of bald movers, I think. Um, now, let us get to the first category, which is the top bald movie 
And the other improvement we have this year, we have we have we have golden envelopes. So <laughs> I believe that's titled Manila. I believe that's the color. <laughs> they said gold, and they're slightly <laughs> shiny. They're slightly shiny. Um, so uh-huh. the nominees, in no particular order, are Annihilation, Black Klansman, Creed Two, Black Panther, Deadpool Two, and the winner is. Oh, these these envelopes aren't fucking around. Oh no. Annihilation. Oh, give yeah. it up for for Annihilation, winner of the 2018 Bald Movie. Ah, uh, good stuff. Good list, and I think that won probably on the strength of me and Jim being giant science fiction nerds, and Annihilation oh, yeah. being a really fucking good hard science fiction film mm-hmm. that I thought about for weeks afterwards. But uh, you know, this is a pretty good uh, a pretty good top uh, five list, I think. Um, Black Klansman was awesome. Obviously, a uh, big moment for Bald Move. Uh, let's talk about the community scoring here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avengers Affinity War, 20%. I mean, this is just a popularity contest, right? Yeah, I mean, this is just wrong. <laughs> this, I mean, we can start right off the bat telling a the users they're fingers, wrong. boom. That the yeah. 20, uh, but it got 20% of the vote, so a fifth of the people liked <laughs> it the best. And, you know, also this is... We don't give guidance, but if the user's... If the listeners, rather, uh, sort that my programmer background just keeps coming up. Viewers. Uh, if the viewers slash listeners uh, do the same thing we do, they they blend the commentary and the enjoy their subjective enjoyment of the film together. So maybe did we do a really, really uh, funny Avengers Infinity War did that, podcast? That I feel like Thanos took the Infinity Gauntlet to my memory of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I, it's just a blank it. space in my head. Yeah, he pried that that gym out of your brain. Mm. Uh, Black Klansman got seventeen percent, Annihilation twelve percent, Black Panther eleven, and Bohemian Rhapsody scrapping up there for eight percent of the, the total bald move vote. I'm impressed with how much our picks lined up with our audience. Actually, yeah, honestly, and you know, um, you could easily make an argument for Black Klansman over Annihilation, and in fact, you probably can listen to us to make those alternate arguments on the Deliberation podcast. But rounding out our top ten was at six, A Quiet Place, seven, Avengers: Infinity War, eight, Bohemian Rhapsody, nine, Solo: A Star Wars Story, and ten, Mandy. Um, looking at that list, I do think we need to see better movies this year. <laughs> I think those are all good movies. So that's uh, that's bald movies. We're uh, yep. we're we're the night's already heated up. Uh, what's our next category, Jim? Next up is the best live watch. Okay, what the hell is a live watch? A uh, live watch is a baldmove.com feature where we watch a movie that is, uh, let's say, obfuscated a little bit so that we don't get copyright strick strucken uh-huh. stricken. So the the video uh, and audio is degraded. By the copyright gods, yeah. Um, and, and we essentially just watch the movie and make jokes about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And those are oftentimes a lot of fun. We're about to find out. Usually, they're, they're almost always premium features, or we did it on Twitch over last summer. So mm-hmm. um, this is a very insider, bald move category. It is, yeah. Um, so it makes for a great user category. And this is only users. We did not pick our favorites of this. Yeah. So as I open this envelope, we'll find out Drum roll. the best live watch is. You're going to have to do that for a while. His envelopes. Ooh, they're not they're playing sticky. around. They're gold. They're gold. <laughs> it's not It's not the color of paper. It's the quality of the adhesive. Oh. Oh, here we go. In no particular order. The, <laughs> the com- nominees are. <laughs> the community nominated Con Air, The Rock, Fred Claus, Tremors, and Vampire's Kiss. Oh, boy. There's some good ones. And the winner is. 
with 21.25% of the vote, Con Air. Wow, Con, Con Air. Air. Give it up for Nick Cage's hair, everybody. Because if it wasn't for that, I don't know it would have been half as entertaining. Yeah. Um, hmm. All right, what were the other ones? Uh, the Rock had 16%. Okay. Fred Claus got 13 Okay. Trimmers got 12 Okay. Vampire's Kiss, 7 I didn't hear Trimmers when you're... Because I'm like, man, and I... Th- I was shocked the trimmers wouldn't make it because I thought that uh, just yeah. thinking back that might have been one of my favorites. It was one of my favorites, uh, but yeah. Con Air was was quite good. I felt like The Rock. We did a really great uh, rewrite of that, mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember the live watch too much. Mm-hmm. Um, What's well, a movie we're familiar? I mean, I think the best live watches are kind of the ones that we're familiar with. Yeah. So w- our joke making doesn't impact our understanding of the movie, uh-huh. which can can often be the case. But uh, hopefully, we get to do a lot more of those in 2019. Uh, Twitch keeps making noise about maybe having an official way to support that on the platform, and if so, boy, are we going to be day one adopters of that? Yeah. Uh, I think we're ready for our next category, Jim, which is the biggest miss. Okay. Uh, this is another user uh, category, but bald bald move as an institution also weighed in. Um, and we have... These are so biggest misses a category that is essentially where Jim and I fucked up. Uh, we didn't have our, our finger on the pulse of bald move or, or the pop culture's wrist, or we were too busy, so we didn't have the time to cover it. Or for whatever reason, these are things that kind of made a big splash, and we didn't get a chance to cover and opine on them. Uh, the nominees, in no particular order, Homecoming, Season 1, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Bird Box... A Star is Born, and The Walking Dead Season 9A. Let's see who won the biggest the biggest miss. The Walking Dead Season 9A. What the fuck? Oh, both, I can't clap for that. Both, both, <laughs> I, I both. I can't clap for that. Both the bald move and the community selected Walking Dead Season 9A as our biggest miss. I'm actually kind of surprised by both of those results. Uh, I am. I am as well. So, and we did. We did it. The Walking Dead. <laughs> the Walking Dead. Number one, two. Bird Box. Three. Homecoming. Four. Bow, a Buster Scruggs. Five. A Star is Born. Um, I think that the argument for The Walking Dead is a. After someone has saw four episodes, like half of the season, half of the half season, it was entertaining in the way that would have made for a good bald move podcast, mm-hmm. and the overall quality and sense of just giving a shit was was much higher from the episodes I saw. So, unfortunately, I think we put it to bed prematurely, much like the zombies themselves. Uh, the community selected The Walking Dead 9% of the total vote, Haunting of Hill House at 7%. That was definitely a big miss. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree. Second biggest? Eh, second maybe. biggest? I don't know. Oz- Ozark at 6%? So this is weird because we did actually cover this. Cecily and I did a podcast on Ozark. A couple of them... No, oh, no, just one. Well, it's the biggest community miss. Yeah, then. I feel like the next <laughs> next uh, award show we need a a category for the community fucking up because there's coverage out there if you want it. Got to watch out there are bosses, Jim. Can't make the bosses look too bad. <laughs> Atlanta at number six and Killing Eve and and actually those are fair. Uh, th- like just a tenth of percentage points separated those latter ones. Ozark, Atlanta, and Killing Eve. I hear a lot about Killing Eve. It actually made the top ten list of several uh, reviewers that I that I kind of respect. Yeah. Uh, do you know anything about it? Uh, no. Okay. Is this going to? So I will say that uh, we are taking. We we did. We we felt a lot of these, and we're taking steps to try to ameliorate this in 2019. We're going to try to see more, especially Netflix uh, and and Hulu and Amazon and other streaming original content, so mm-hmm. we can get ahead of the 
hauntings and bird boxes and buster scruggs of the world and kingdoms um and kingdoms oh, yeah, yeah we got that uh in spades we got kingdoms for days this year and also i think if there is a week that there's not a compelling movie we're going to go back and see something we miss so hopefully that will catch stuff like a star is born so that <laughs> that is the, oh, man, the biggest I miss the, wide shot for the that. biggest miss hit my microphone perfectly if you're watching at home uh next category jim what do we got uh, we have worst career suicide. Ooh, there were a lot of career suicides this year. There were, uh, and it was a lot of fun talking about them. That's one of the deliberation areas that I really enjoyed. Yeah. So this isn't a main category nor a user category. This is just uh, something that Jim and I did j- just, just in our own. Mm-hmm. What do we got for our nominees? Uh, in no particular order. We have Kevin Spacey, Oof. Louis C.K., ah. Kevin Hart, mm. Roseanne Barr, Ooh. And rounding out the top five, James Gunn. Uh, yeah, that's 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 a solid list of uh, suicides. Uh, who's the winner? The winner is no drum roll. Kevin Spacey. Boo. Kevin Spacey. I can't clap for him either. Yeah. Boo. Uh, if you don't know, look at the YouTube video. Uh, oh, search man. for "Let Me Be Frank," and keep in mind that he released this the day that he was arraigned for raping a person. In, uh-huh. in court and then think of how anyone could we might name the ward after kevin spacey in future yeah. years because i think this is a category that's going to have some staying power but <laughs> holy shit i've never seen anything like it i've uh-huh. never never seen anything like it um and hopefully we'll never see something like that again but uh I yeah don't know. yeah I, I recommend the deliberations on that we had a lot of fun mm-hmm uh commission podcast this is me and this is another user category now commission podcast is probably going to be something that's that's retired this year i know we have a few uh fantasy football awards that we have to give out for the winners of those leagues uh we do have a couple of um we haven't forgotten about the community commissions that had some straggler shares from when we shut this thing down but by and large commissions are probably going to be a thing of the past but they've been have a, have, a, have a long and storied career in Bald Move. Maybe they'll come back. Who knows? Uh, we grade these roughly on a index we call the Surprise Fun Interest and Media Quality Index. We rate, Jim and I rate these on a score from one to five. And then we kind of uh, see what list comes up and we try to juke it to get the results we want. Um, that's how we do it. Let's see how the users do it. Uh, our nominees, in no particular order, uh, are Dr. Strangelove, Hard Boiled, which was a live watch, controversial right. nomination mm-hmm. uh, right off the bat. Uh, the Thing, JFK in Heat. Let's see who won and what the users had to say um, with this these, these really strong envelopes. <laughs> All right, the Bald Move Award for Best Commission Podcast. Dr. Strangelove, Stanley oh, Kubrick, yeah. accepts the Stewie... The, the Patrick from the grave um, rounding out the top five is hard boiled. The thing JFK and heat again. Th- these are the ones we had the most the, we found the most surprising, the most fun, the most interesting. And, and, and if all else fails, the best movie uh, rounding out the top 10 is Blade Runner at six. The final cut uh, Looper at seven. It follows at eight. The Exorcist at nine and 10 Highlander. Are you curious? Are you curious? Oh, wait, you've got the answer we on the screen. Know. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, community picked American Psycho, 9%. They did. I can't help but notice that only one of our picks is on the community list. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with the fact that we rate surprise. 
Because yes. the community doesn't give a shit about that, right? Yes. So and surpri- a- everything and else I can see. Surprise vexes us a lot, too. It Surprise does. is something we kind of put into uh, to keep... Um, you know, like the surprise foreign films from getting just steamrolled, uh, and that that kind of gives them a chance to because you know they're not necessarily as much fun because we haven't seen them and they're more difficult topics. And um, but anyway, uh, I think you're right because the the audience doesn't give this the surprise thing a shit. And actually, now that I'm looking at this, these got almost the same amount of votes. They were very. The board. I'm telling you, all of these were separated by like two to three tenths of a percentage. Yeah. Um, so hmm. yeah no but pretty good the community was american psycho at nine percent it follows at nine percent a few good men at eight percent the thing at eight percent later in final cut at eight percent these were all fun and interesting commissions mm-hmm. um and i hope you guys enjoyed the twilight of the bald move commission process and jim that brings us to bringing the, the ceremony down a little bit this year yeah worst disappointments and you have to include these uh simply because you know, sometimes when you're watching TV, you don't enjoy everything that you expect to enjoy. Yep. And we have to account for that somehow, so we have the worst the, disappointment. The bald move Razzies, the, the Brazzies. Uh, let's go through these in no particular order. The Got Romanoffs, it. Westworld Season 2, Netflix shit-canning their Marvel division, <laughs> Pacific Rim Uprising, and Ocean's 8. Okay. And, and the, the winner, winner is, is, I think you know... The Romanoffs. What a what? I mean, I I, I don't want to say I'll piece clap, of shit, but yeah, it's, a, it's, it's 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 what's the opposite of clapping? Booing, it's booing. I guess. Boo. <laughs> yeah, Boo that's what we did for Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I feel like we have. We, you know, Matthew Weiner doesn't deserve that level of uh, of derision. No, um, absolutely not. He likely sexually harassed a, a female coworker. Did not rape her. Do you think that I mean I just I just don't know what to say about the Romanovs. It was a complete creative failure. Uh it was not good. It was not interesting. It was not even particularly well done. It seems lazy and indulgent and as a way for Matthew Weiner to trot the globe to beautiful locations with his camera equipment. I don't know. I got nothing else to say. And like we everything had huge else, expectations going in. So. There's a there's a huge disappointment fall off from one to, to two. Because there is yeah. Westworld season two is disappointing because the season one was so great. Mm-hmm. It's it's fine, you know. It's 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 not a it's a season two of Mister Robot. It's a slight step back. I have every faith that they'll they'll take a step forward. Uh, do you want to talk? Like uh, I think also Netflix shit canning their Marvel division. I don't mm. think it's Netflix's fault, but yeah, right. it's it's disappointing because I think uh, Daredevil is the best thing. Daredevil season three is the best thing they've ever done, and then Disney takes their ball and goes home. So what do you do? Yeah. What do you say? What do you do? Um, let's move on to comedy. This is a typically cursed category because it's always this is very subjective, and the, the the dramedies and the pure comedies playing together always seems problematic to me. But uh, we also have an envelope here, and the nominees, and again, no particular order, are Atlanta season two, Barry season one, BoJack Horseman season five, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia season, Lucky season thirteen. <laughs> And Glow, the the gorgeous ladies of wrestling mm-hmm. for season two. And once again, the winner for best bald move comedy. And pins and needles on this one. What, 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 what would he pick? Hey, Atlanta. Oh, the dong yeah. lover. Dong lover takes, t- takes the gold home for Atlanta. Uh, Barry uh, at number two. Bojack at number three. It's always sunny at number four. Glow at number five. 
And then you could go down there, American Vandal Season 2, at uh, 6, A Feudal and Stupid Gesture, The National Lampoon Story at 7, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver at 8, Santa Clara Diet 9, uh, and Silicon Valley 10. Uh, so the community, the good place at 13%. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's right. I heard so much talk about the good yes. place, and it was something that we simply don't have a place to cover. Like these comedies, you know, I, I oftentimes will not engage with a comedy mm-hmm. simply because we're not going to cover it, mm-hmm. and I have so many dramas to watch. Right. Uh, and Good Place, unfortunately, fell victim to that. Uh, I'm definitely going to watch before because I think they're wrapped. They just wrapped up their second season. I'm definitely going to watch before the next season because I don't. I've mm-hmm. heard also that this is a bit meatier that this is something that maybe you could discuss uh, as, as a drama, but I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly, um, we missed it uh, as part of a ranking. Barry at number 10, Marvelous Miss Maisel at 10%, uh, Atlanta at 10%, and It's Always Sunny at 6%. So I feel like it's a, you know, Atlanta and Barry um, and Always Sunny. I mean, we, we share three out of five. That's not bad, right? Yeah, especially for comedies. And a lot of this is... Uh, stuff that Aaron watched that I was unable to get to. So. Yeah, I'm. A, and there's a couple either that I, you know, um, I didn't get to see all of, like Big Mouth. I really thought the first like two or three episodes were funny, but I, I didn't get to see enough of it to judge it. Um, mm-hmm. Comedy is a tough one. It's it's not our forte. Yeah. Uh, best debut slash pilot, Jim. All right. In no particular order, the top five nominees are The Terror season one. Sharp Objects, Barry Season 1, Homecoming Season 1, and The Haunting of Hill House. And the winner is... The Terror Season hey, 1. Oh, can I the Terror. The Terror. Yeah, We're The terrified. Terror was... It kind of came out of nowhere. It's on a network that hasn't been known for quality as of late. And, Would you like uh, to flip the screen to it so we can I talk about it? I can't. There's no... Oh, sorry. There's I'm no, sorry. No I thought, screen to flip to. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, so it's on a network that has been doing stuff that we're not really appreciating lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nice. it was kind of a, a huge surprise from from that perspective. Yeah, and I also, like, when I heard the, the pitch, my AMC's doing this weird ghost ship thing. Like, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, setting around the art. But, boy, I was wrong. That was a great premise. It was a great setup. Uh, had beautiful visuals, great character moments, uh, genuine like f- like horror and like dread and, and uncanny. Um, yeah, and uh, honestly, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the Terror and Sharp Objects duel for best drama because you'd think, since they're both rookie shows, <laughs> you would already know the the the, order. the 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 order would be the same. You would think. You would think. <laughs> you I would as think. a betting man, I'd put a lot of money on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about the, the, we also had, um, I guess altered carbon made it to our, uh, top 10, uh, maniac star Trek discovery season one, castle rock and Jack Ryan rounded up our t- uh, top 10. Yeah. But I think we're ready to move on to the next category. We are, uh, biggest surprise. This is another, uh, Jim and Aaron only category. And, uh, we had a top five in no particular order. Hashtag save the expanse. This is the fan led campaign to save the science fiction, uh, sci-fi show, uh, the expanse, mm-hmm. uh, that was successful. It was, is now going to be made by Amazon, uh, to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the anime manga inspired, uh, 
interdimensional portal traveling Spider-Man animated sh- series show movie. Barry season one, the terror season one and homecoming season one. Interesting. Uh, the winner hashtag saved expense. All right. Yeah. I'm I glad the expense got that. saved. That's a glad good one. The, the glad the expense got saved. Why was it the biggest surprise, Jim? Uh, honestly, I, I, was shocked it's the way it happened um the way that the expanse got saved it was both like this community push and you see these online petition things fail all the time all the time they they almost always fail uh in this case it seems like some billionaire swooped down in his private jet to salvage this whole thing i think that's literally what happened it's not even a seeming it's yeah it it was shocking because normally you would say okay well there's a press release from this company, which has decided that, you know, they're going to buy the rights to this thing. No, it was just Jeff Bezos basically saying, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this. Right. Thing. I love the expanse. I don't want it yeah. to go off the air. <laughs> it's crazy. And I, I don't know. I, you know, we, we finally have come back around on Jeff Bezos. He's, he's the copper Lord has done some good in the world. Yeah. Uh, some of those, so, co- some of those pennies he stole from us probably went to yeah. funding a three seconds of CGI for the expanse. <laughs> yeah. One anti-grav scene. Also, I don't know if you read this in uh, The Hollywood Reporter, but I heard that Jeff Bezos' wife said, if you acquire the rights to this show, I swear to God, I'm walking out. Yeah, he did it anyway. He did it anyway. And, you know, uh, you get that. You got you Guy puts half of his fortune on the line for something. You got to respect that. The most expensive show in history, right? It should By be. By that measure. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's like. It, absolutely. Yeah. When you factor half a trillion in the, dollars. When yeah. you factor in the dissolution of his marriage. Uh-huh. Easy. Easy. Um, all right. Uh, we are ready for the, the for, for one of the big prestige categories, best male actor. All right, we're back to the envelopes. I'm happy about that. Let's go ahead and, and and this isn't we don't this isn't drama or comedy. We 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 throw them all in here and make them fight for blood sport. All right, the nominees for best male actor: Jared Harris as Captain Francis Crozier in The Terror, uh, Gary Carr as Cece in The Deuce, Bill Hader as Barry in hmm, what's the name of that show? Barry. Barry. Yeah, Barry. Brian Tyree Henry as Alfred Paperboy Miles in Atlanta. And Adam Negatius as Cornelius Hickey in The Terror. Oh, boy. Let's find out who wins. Ah. Drummer's getting out of sync. Yeah, the whole envelope's out of sync. And the winner is... Jared Harris as Captain Francis Crozier in the Terror. Jared, uh, good job, Mr. Harris. You did you did such a good job. What an emotional arc he took us through that season yes. and the uh, the Terror. Um, Truly excellent. And I tell you what, this was a this is this is some stiff competition. I think the first time that like uh, the comedian or the the so called comedies came to the duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had two from uh, Barry and uh, Atlanta making it onto the top ten, and and honestly, the Terror dominating the top five yeah with two nominations uh what's our pitch for if you like jared harris you liked him in uh, uh in as his kind of mild-mannered uh, bookkeeper in the series mad men uh-huh well come see him as a 19th century polar explorer that might be losing his mind because of lead consumption <laughs> yeah come see the range of jared harris yeah because yeah, you think of him as that bookish kind of person. But, yeah, but but, but here he's he a dynamic, transforms dynamic uh, the c- commander figure. Uh, and then Carrie, Carrie, uh, Gary Carr as CC, um, easily the 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 best of the pimps on HBO's The Deuce. 
uh, Bill Hader, amazing work in Barry. Um, you know, uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Paperboy for Atlanta. Uh, all these guys. All these guys. Uh, let's talk about the community. Uh, who, who won the community wow. list? This is interesting. Bob Odenkirk as Saul Goodman for Better Call Saul. 20%, 20% of the vote. That's huge. That is 8% above the next one. Uh, Jeffrey Wright as Bernard Lowe in Westworld. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I, so Bob Odenkirk might be a controversial controversial one when you go watch our deliberations because yeah he didn't make it very high on this list. I I mean it's it's tough because I think I don't I you know it's it's tough for me to give it to somebody when I don't think they did their best work on this show. Like I think this does isn't as good as the work he did, particularly in like season two and season three. Oh, um, okay, so this season, yeah, yeah, but. Uh, you know, it's it's. it's a, I think it's a little bit of a popularity contest. That's that's. No, it's no coincidence that's probably the biggest show other than Westworld, which was the number mm-hmm. two actor that we we covered last year. But I also want to uh, give the community some props for picking uh, Zan uh, McLaren as mm-hmm. a Kechita, a Kichita on Westworld. He got eight percent of, vo- of votes, and he's fucking awesome. That episode is almost worth watching as a standalone. Mm-hmm. And then West Chatham as uh, Amos Burton. Finally, my man got some fucking love. Five percent of the community uh, put it was enough to put him at the number five spot in the yeah, community. Yeah, that gives me award. hope that that next year when we come back for the expanse, there are going to be more people tuning in. I think so. I think we've been talking it up enough, and we've we've, we've cultivated enough science fiction fantasy nerds in our fan base that uh, we we can we we will we'll, we'll pretend good things for season four and our coverage of same. All right, that's the the men out of the way. Most underappreciated bald move content, uh, aka the navel gazer. Uh, this is this is essentially Gemini's estimation of things we did that the community went meh to, and we we wanted to talk about it uh, in no particular order. The 2018 Christmas celebration, Merry Giamatti Christmas. It's a very Giamatti Christmas. Very Giamatti Christmas. Uh, two, Super Serious Film Fest, uh, presumably starring one Nick Cage, the season of the cage. Three, twitch.tv slash bald move. Four, the deuce, or coverage of same. And five, the uh, the the Beltaloda, the, the officially unofficial Expanse podcast. And the winner is the 2018 Christmas bald move celebration oh, of very yeah. Giamatti Christmas. Ah... Uh, I, I go see. I mean, if you want to hear yeah. our full thoughts on this, go see the deliberations. But uh, we thought you guys would love it, and uh, a lot of people, some people did, a lot of people didn't get it, and many, many more didn't even engage with the material. So we will be doing, <laughs> we'll be doing, hopefully, more of what you actually want in a Christmas celebration next year. Because yeah. we don't, we don't, we didn't tend to Grinch it up. We did not <laughs> intend to steal your bald move Christmas. No, this category could easily be titled like what did bald move learn in 2018 yes <laughs> we learned that there are certain things you expect of us and those are probably things we should deliver for you yeah short form weirdo experimental paper doll footage of involving paul giamatti losing his mind in a christmas play not not top on bald moves at christmas list yeah so we'll uh we'll 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 learn from that next year and also y'all watch the fucking deuce and expanse all right they're the two of the best shows on television and mm-hmm. it is it is a scandal how few people uh watch those shows and listen to the ensuing podcasts okay what's our next category jim it's time for best female actor Ooh, another loaded category yes prestige there category are some truly fantastic performances 
by the likes of, in no particular order, Amy Adams as Camille Preaker in Sharp Objects, Patricia Clarkson as Adora Krellin in Sharp Objects, Emily Mead as Laurie Madison in The Deuce, Maggie Gyllenhaal as Eileen Merrill, or a.k.a. Candy, in The Deuce, and Aubrey Plaza as Lenore Lenny Busker in Legion. All right. And the winner is... Give me about a minute and a half. Oh, no, this one. That one was easy. Yeah. And the winner is... Amy Adams as Camille Preaker in Sharp Objects. Congratulations, oh, Miss Adams. Yeah. This is Miss Adams' first Baldy Award. Uh, Probably her first not her nomination. Last, if I had to guess. No, I've, yeah, I don't know how long Bald Moves got in it, but I'm sure she's got many, many awards left in her. Um, this was one of my favorite shows this year, and it is something. It's like it's not. I wouldn't say it's not like anything I've ever seen because it has elements of True Detective. It has uh, elements in the, all these true crimes. But the strong female cast and the particularly interesting and relevant subject matter to uh, I just and just again, it managed to generate some genuine suspense. Um, one of the best villains of all time. And that explains why Amy and Patricia are both up here. Yeah. And we had a hard time deciding between which one of them would win this award yeah this was a tough it was i felt like this was uh all, all of anytime you got a tons like you when you're talking about actors uh and you're talking about the best you when you got a top 20 list it's like usually the top 15 are pretty fucking deep and how do you it's it's yeah you know, these are always the longest deliberations and the toughest ones but uh yeah glad to see glad to see amy adams she's this is her uh she, she not for individual achievement but her uh show her movie the arrival cleaned up wasn't that last year yes i think so it was i think so so good job amy let's let's look at the uh let's look at the audience results yeah they also pegged amy adams right there at the top camille preaker sharp look objects. at the percentage i know it's insane 20 percent over the next best over a third of the uh, uh, uh of the baldies of the bald movers uh selected amy adams so i felt like we were in very good company there absolutely uh, and rounding out the bottom, the the top five rather. Uh, Racy Horn is Kim Wexler for Better Call Saul. Good, solid percentage, fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tandy Newton as Maeve in Westworld, ten percent. Uh, Elizabeth Moss as June Osborne, Offred in or AKA Offred in Handmaid's Tale, nine percent. That's an interesting one because I hadn't seen any of it, and I think you saw like three. Yeah, four I saw like the first three episodes of the season. Yeah, so it kind of got short shrift. Uh-huh. Uh, in our deliberations, which if you want to hear that full thing, you can go do that. And finally rounding out the list is Patricia Clarkson as Adora Krellin in Sharp Objects with 5% of the vote. I'll, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that Patricia, Patricia is not higher. Uh, also, if you are a comic book fan um, or a fan of like really interesting dramas um, that do a lot of interesting visual things, you should really watch Legion. And Aubrey Plaza is so next level in that fucking thing. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. I I I've loved Aubrey Plaza since Community, or not Community, since Parks and Rec. But holy moly, I've never seen her capable of doing stuff like this, and I'm really excited to see more Legion, more Legion this year. Um, okay, anything else we wanna we wanna talk about? I, I was man, I really wanted uh, some Atlanta love in there because I think Zazie Beetz is really incredible, and she's uh, typically given at least one episode per season to kind of shine, and this was no no different. Um, yeah, but she just got inched out of that. Yeah, Aubrey, uh, she's just yeah, um, you know she 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 it, 
she should be locked in some kind of psychosexual interdimensional combat to to get to the top five this year is what you need. Um, <laughs> all right, shall we move on to? Let's do it. The the number one most prestigious Baldy category, arguably, mm. our reason d'etre. Yep. Uh, <laughs> our bread and our butter. It's the drama. Oh, I'm I'm just I just want to open up the envelope. Uh, Don't do that. So, best drama in no particular order, Sharp Objects, The Expanse, The Deuce, The Terror, The Flop, The River, and Homecoming. Let's see who won both Community and Bald Move editions of this award. Best drama. I see uh, Amy Adams over there sweating. She wants her second baldy. Uh... She doesn't get to accept it. And she gets it for Sharp Objects. Oh, man. No, All right. Best drama, HBO Sharp Objects. Uh, yeah, I mean, I this actually surprised myself because I thought going into, like, you know, the, the, the expansive win. Because uh, mm-hmm. it was my favorite show. It's the most enjoyable show. But when you talk about best, because I enjoyed the hell out of Sharp Objects, and it's a great show. And it just brought a little bit extra of intangibles to kind of to kind of squeeze the expanse out of its number two slot. Yeah, I want to say it was probably more personal for you, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, it squeezed out the fantastic sci-fi drama. Uh, then we had number three, The Deuce, number four, Terror, number five, Homecoming. And then the rounding our top six was Legion at six, seven, The Haunting of uh, Hill House, eight, Daredevil season three. Nine Maniac and Ten Ozark. The community, interestingly enough, agreed with us. Sharp Objects and yeah. The Expanse getting 17 and 13% of the vote, respectively. That is super cool. And yeah. uh, again, I'm really looking forward to season four of uh, The Expanse. Better Call Saul got 10%. The Americans, final season at 7%. Yeah, not surprised by that. A lot of critics were going on about that. Uh, unfortunately, I hadn't seen it. And we also had uh, Westworld at 5%. So. That is... Is that all the baldies we got? I think nope. that's... Nope, we're not oh, quite done. We're not quite done? No. Nope. All right. I was about ready to say goodnight to everybody and tell everybody to tip their waiter. Uh, we have a couple that seem out of order, or perhaps we went out of order here. Uh, we did not do the return form category. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're right. Why did I we skip that? skipped over that. I'm so sorry. Uh, I just fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, let, all right. Let's let's let let me let me fix this up. Return to form. So return to form category is for uh, shows that have gone on to make more things, and then maybe those things weren't as great as former things, mm-hmm. uh, and then they they've got back in the game. They got their head back in the game. It could go for movie franchises, television series, networks, creators, whatever. Uh, our, our nominees for this year in no particular order, Daredevil Season 3, Serial Season 3, the podcast, Silicon Valley Season 5, uh, The Haunting of Hill House Season 1? Oh, right. I, for, I forgot your argument yeah. about that. Uh. And The Walking Dead Season 9. And again, no particular order. The winner is Daredevil Season 3. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Who would have known if you substitute Mystical Immortal Ninjas... And you put the kingpin back in, that Daredevil instantly becomes twice as good. And, in my opinion, the first of the Marvel-Netflix collaborations that didn't feel bloated. 
Yeah. Like, didn't feel like multiple episodes could have been cut out and nobody would have missed a thing. It's a great, it's, it's a great swan song for the Marvel uh, experiment on Netflix, if, if that's what it ends up being. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, there, there we go. What was your, so just, just so people know, the argument for Hill House being returned to form? Is that this is a remake of a remake of a translation from a book? Because this is originally a 1964 novel that became, like, I think, a 1960s horror film. Right. That then became an, uh, a Catherine Zeta-Jones 1990s film. Was it? Yeah. That, 90s or early 2000s. That then became the Haunting of Hill House uh, TV show on Netflix. Right. And the cat. You, you don't think much of the Catherine Zeta-Jones version. No, no. I would call that a big flop. PG-13 uh, CGI horror fest. Come on. Yeah. It's on. it's not great, uh, but. Haunting of Hill House was, and so for that franchise, I very much believe it's a return to form. And for more information on that, of course, see the deliberations. Uh, Jim, I think... We have one more category. What should be the final category, and which is now, because of its placement in the show, the most prestigious. (laughs) Right. We saved the best for last. And and this was entire. So Jim and I had no input on this. This Mm -hmm. was entirely submitted. uh, This was entirely a list of nominated moments. These are... Um, in, in the listeners and the community's subjective opinion, the best bald move moment. And I don't know Though we what can't order. guarantee they were subjective in their opinions. We're just I don't I don't think you've even seen the nominees on this. I've seen the nominees. I have not. Should should I read them? Uh what well, I mean should I read the nominees? I think we should just open up the list and talk about it. Okay. Here we go. This oh, we also saved the most ferocious envelope for last. <laughs> There we go. The winner of the top, the most prestigious top bald move moment award is uh-huh. the Black Klansman podcast with 15% of the vote. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a powerful film and uh, it, it provoked a powerful reaction in the podcast and uh, had, had far reaching repercussions. It led to numerous yeah. people being banned from the forums and social media uh outlets and uh you know like things in the country itself got got a little ugly there for a minute yeah. um it led to both anger and praise and all all the gamut of emotions that humanity brings and to the table just a few tenths of a point beyond behind that mm-hmm. the groundhog day 24-hour charity marathon uh yeah i mean i if if you miss that the good news is you're you're you can get on the ground floor for the the sec, the the phase two, which is not this weekend, which is the actual Groundhog's Day, but next weekend. And instead of what we did last year, is we watched the movie Groundhog's Day for 24 hours on repeat. This year, we're going to attempt to make it through all of the Star Wars movies in order in 24 hours, and we're raising money for the National Alliance in homelessness. Last year, we made over ten thousand dollars for that charity. Uh, we'll see what we do this year, but uh, and I mean. It's a it's a moment that lasts 24 hours, right. uh, but there's a lot of great individual moments. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's if, when I was compiling the nominees, there's probably five different moments from that that people said that, that had to all kind of put into this or. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, big contrast, like uh, Black Klansman was a moment of like kind of anger and injustice. And Groundhog's Day was a moment of like just genuine celebration of what an awesome community, supportive community do we've and, 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 and generous community. Um, and at number three, there was also another celebration of sorts, the end of the Walking Dead podcast, where we brought the fiesta back. The finale fiesta. Yeah. Uh, and kind of, it was kind of a clip show, but I felt like it was a warranted clip show, and yeah. apparently the community did too. They really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, 
and then at number four, Guy Ferrari. And what's interesting is I was going to get clips, but I realized that all of these were individual pieces of entertainment or they were all entirely contained by the Walking Dead Fiesta podcast. If you want to see the birth yeah. of Guy Ferrari, you can listen to the Fiesta podcast and, uh, you know, get, get, get that in. Uh, and then finally, I don't know what to do about this last this year because I, I, I find it hard to describe an entire category of premium bald move uh, club content as a best moment. But but a lot of people love the lunches and a lot of people uh, failed to mention an individual moment for the lunch from the lunches. Or actually, there were individual moments for some of the lunches and they just weren't able to to outmuscle the lunch. Maybe I shouldn't have put lunches. Maybe I should have gone for the individual moments. Yeah, I mean, maybe next year we do something like best of bald move to make it more general yeah or like best moment what well, says bus top bald move moment uh, yeah moment is maybe too specific the uh, uh we'll, we'll figure it out the users the the users uh the listeners the the community's heart wants what the community's heart wants so uh it was an interesting year for bald move to say the least uh a lot of our big shows weren't on a lot of big shows are going to be returning in 2019 um, it goes without saying, like, I think there's only one show on the top 10 that returned from last year because there was no Stranger Things, there's no Game of Thrones, there's no Mr. Robot, there was no Fargo, there's a lot of the, our, our big staples missed last year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 2019 shaping up to be another interesting big year. Um, but that's, that's, that's how we look at it. Again, if you have any questions, if, if you're hungry for more discussion about what was best about 2018, there are literally hours and hours and hours of both uh, video and uh, podcast format versions of those deliberations that we engaged in for all of these categories. So if you're into that, uh, if you check out the, the post body of the podcast you're listening to, there's links to all that content. We tried to uh, kind of edit them together into four more easily digested packages and have seven, eight, nine, ten videos and podcasts to watch. But they're all collected here. Uh, in this uh, this this category, uh, and you can browse it by looking at the show notes, and they're all kind of interlinked. So, um, thank you for making 2018 a great year. Uh, thanks for to to all of the the artists that we mentioned that came together and made all this great content for us all to enjoy. Thanks to the community for supporting us and enjoying it along with us. Can't wait to see what 2019 holds. Uh, maybe Expanse will make it over the hump and and bring home some baldy gold. Until then, as always, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Good night.